0: One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue. But the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine. Just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty. And her dad's a serial killer serving some jail time. Jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale Are gonna solve some crying. Some crying, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale Are gonna still be fine Maybe damage, damn, damn, damn well, Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl. Who's Archie? Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. The only podcast that's putting the Chevy to the levee and driving into the real deep topics. That's right, we're talking about 2001's amazing Josie and the Pussycats. But we're not alone. It's not just me on this plane going down. I am joined by my two favorite... Backdoor Lovers, Alex (laughs) Patterson, and Sam. Hello!
1: Hello! Hello.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this amazing, amazing movie to talk about. Um, First off, how are you guys doing?
1: Uh, Um, So much better because we get to be on this podcast. When you messaged me and asked if we would have time to talk about the Josie and the Pussycats movie. I said, I have time to talk about it any day, any place, for as long as you need me to talk for. <laughs> uh,
2: du jour means I'm excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I am uh, I am really glad we did this because I think this was my first full watch of this movie. Crazily enough, because I I swear that I think I saw it when I was younger. Like, I think I just, it was on TV, but I don't know if I caught the whole thing. And then I watched it this time, and I was like, "This movie is fucking amazing! Dude, I love this movie so much. I was just blown, I was just blown away." But how did you guys kind of get introduced to this movie? Did you guys have like a a, a pass with it, Sam? How about you? You're the hugest fan of this movie.
1: Oh yeah, um, I just remember when it came out on DVD. I remember being at a sleepover, and some girlfriends of mine uh, rented it. And there was three of us. And then by the end of the movie, it's like, okay, you're Josie and you're Mel and you're Val. And of course, because I'm the redhead, I was fine with being Josie and stuff like that. But the, it's this movie has meant so much to me over the years. And it's one of those movies where I show it to a bunch of people and they're like, mm, I don't know, Josie and the Pussycats, like Archie, like this movie, I don't think it'll be very good. And then by the end of it, they're like, holy fuck, that was awesome. This guy beside me being one of those people.
2: Yeah. Um, this came out when I was in grade eight going into grade nine. And although I definitely was going going to birthday parties and stuff where it was like, let's watch Charlie's Angels and, and stuff like that. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats just wasn't appealing to uh, my group of friends other than the fact that I had the biggest crush on Rachel Lee Cook. So I was like... Ooh, I kind of want to see it just for that. But, uh, you know, couldn't uh, couldn't make that happen. And then by the time I was in high school and it was out on video, everybody that I knew was into like, oh, let's watch Zoolander. Let's watch all these dude movies. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm down for that.
1: Can you just flash forward to the best day of your life when I yes. told you and to then, watch the movie? Yeah,
2: sorry. And then, It was the best of times. Uh, years,
0: it was the worst y- of
2: times. Years went by without me seeing it, and I just sort of wrote it off. Didn't really know anybody to uh, who talked about it. But I was a huge Archie Comics fan, so it was something I always considered watching one day. And then, uh, yeah, when I was really getting into Archie stuff, right around when they were going to do the the relaunch, Sam was like, we need to watch the Josie movie. And I'm like, eh, Josie movie? Uh, ugh, I don't know. Like, it can't really be that good. And then we watched it. I'm like, oh, first of all, this soundtrack is fucking great. Oh, uh, The movie starts with, you know, like Seth Green and uh, Breckenmeyer and uh, uh, Donald Faison. And I'm like, oh, okay these are all people that I know now to be very funny and and hip and with a great uh, finger on the pulse. So they wouldn't have agreed to be in this if they didn't think it was actually like legit funny. And then once I saw that opening scene, I'm like, oh, okay this movie is not what I was expecting this is not just like a, oh, my God, we're famous now. It's like a, oh, Party Posse Simpsons episode mixed with uh, Spice World. And I'm like, oh, okay. This movie was way ahead of its time and so much fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and, yeah, um, so had you had a lot of experience with Josie and the Pussycats in the comics then, if you were, like, an Archie Archie fan?
2: yeah. Um so I never really read the independent issues but because I was a kid growing up on the digests any of like the Archie's pals and gals or any of those non main Archie storyline uh digests would have like Josie stories and I'm like oh this is pretty cool but then sometimes they would have like the pre Josie and the Pussycat's Josie stories and I'm like huh I don't know who Pepper is I don't know who uh, Albert is. I don't know who all these other people are. Uh, where's Where's the band? And then it wasn't until I, I got older and actually looked and I'm like, oh, okay. Josie was just originally like their girl comic. And then when the the Archies got famous with Sugar Sugar, they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So Josie's going to be a rock star now. Oh. And uh, and Archie Comics was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we can do that. uh hmm well pepper's lame so we'll get rid of pepper josie's old best friend and we'll get rid of albert because he's just sort of an annoying character and we'll bring in alan m who's uh really built and handsome and uh we'll 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 add some other stuff uh we'll bring in valerie was already there but we'll bring in uh mel and uh get that all set up and that's what they did and uh, pivoted to be like, yeah, no, everyone loves rock stars. Everyone loves bands. So Dan DiCarlo, famed Archie artist, was like, yeah, I'll draw it. So he drew like every issue of the original run, wow. which is great because he's the best at drawing like girls in really sexy outfits that you could still sell to kids. Sounds
1: <laughs> uh, <not> so creepy. <laughs> but no, that
2: that that's what Dan DiCarlo really was great at. Like, oh, I'm drawing these girls with like giant breasts in skimpy outfits but like it's a kid's comic
0: so it's all right
2: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) wow see that's a good history lesson because i did not know i just assumed it was always josie and the pussycats because like even like i don't know like even deep nerds they don't really reference pre josie and the pussycats stuff which is kind of uh kind of cool so yeah, well,
1: and the neat thing you were telling me, Alex, and I didn't know, because um, in the movie they have like their established last last names as Josie McCoy, Melody Valentine, and Valerie Brown, but that wasn't their name from the comics, and they used to change it was, all the time in the comics. Yeah, right? there was
2: no, there was no real canon, there was no consistency with the last names. So Josie's last name in the comics was either James or Jones. Oh, then they introduced Val and or sorry, Melody, her last name was always uh, Jones, so then when (laughs) Josie was in the comic her last name would be James and then Melody's would be Jones but if... Melody wasn't there. Josie's last name was Jones instead. So it was all complicated. And, and dumb. I just don't think anybody cared. It was the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. People were just having fun. But and the funny then... thing
1: is, is now Riverdale's picked up on the names that they went with in the movie. And yeah. they just made that like a canon the thing movie, like... The movie
2: established the new canon. So once they decided on McCoy and Brown and Valentine, Archie Comics was like, cool, uh, we are retconning the old names all the reprints we're doing of old issues, we're going to change the last names. Oh, and then wow, they even moving.
0: That, that much. Oh yeah. Wow, okay. The,
2: the Reading some of the Archie uh, reprints sometimes is hilarious. Cause they're like, Oh, we'll just update this with like a modern day. Like the, uh, updating the names is great, but sometimes you'll get an Archie where you'll see a kid playing like an Atari and it'll be like, I love my, and then you can tell that somebody has lettered in something new. It's like Xbox, and I'm like, that is not <laughs> that is not what an Xbox looks like. That is not Pikachu. That's like,
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, the lettering just changes drastically, and I'm like, whoo oh boy, they weren't even trying with this one. But every once in a while, once they establish the the new character names, it is nice that yeah, in some of the reprints, they're they're like okay cool we've established these are the girl's names now we'll we'll go forward with that
0: right right it's funny that you did mention uh that they that Riverdale actually took uh like the names and like and this actually kind of like canonized the the movie was kind of canonized i kind of wish that this was what riverdale was right like i think this would be like if they took this tone and like this is what we had for the modern incarnation and like cuz like they have the like there are slightly adult jokes but like it doesn't get to the point where it's like r-rated it's on that like perfectly it's on that perfect line it's also very good spirited like it's not a very mean spirited movie in any means and i don't know i'm I'm amazed by i feel like even gags in this movie that you've seen a bunch of times like you've seen the two villains awkwardly laugh at each other for too long at both times but uh, I don't think you've ever seen Parker, Prosy and Alan coming to it. And they just somehow <laughs> just sell it so well that you're like, I've seen this gag so many times, and yet I'm sitting here cackling because it's like such a good <laughs> good delivery of, uh, of the role. Uh, I'm sure I kept many people up last night uh, in my apartment <laughs> laughing, <laughs> laughing maniacally at this movie. Uh, now, I have to ask. Do you still think Alan M would be the hottest man in Riverdale today?
1: 100%.
2: Um the Alan M 100%. <laughs>
1: That's no, what you want I, to say, isn't it? I was we were
2: watching we were watching like the the featurette behind the scenes and Alan M's like, "Oh, he's got like the actor who played him was like, "Oh, he's got a real Beck look." And I'm like, "He does look like Beck." And that might have been cool in like 2001, but I I think right now Alan M would look more like... I think
1: Alan M would have updated his look, though. Oh, you know who he would probably look like? He would look like Harry Styles.
2: Either Harry Styles or Shawn Mendes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He would look like Shawn Mendes because he just carries around his acoustic all the time. It's like, oh, hey, Josie, look, I wrote a song for you. Well, And and
1: he is genuinely handsome, but he has a good attitude and believes in himself, which is also sexy.
2: Yes. Well, he does believe himself, except when uh, Alexander is trying to uh, to uh, do something untoward and uh, and fool him. And uh, I will just say the one thing I'm nice they didn't take from the comic was, uh, I guess, because Sabrina had been established a few years prior. They were like, oh, magic's the coolest. So um, Alexandra in the comics has a little black cat that goes with her everywhere. Uh, I think his name's like Sebastian or something. And it turns out that he is the reincarnation of one of her ancestors. And when she is holding him, she can perform magic.
1: (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) Okay. See, now that would have been like Josie and the Pussycats too. Like, that's what the sequel would have had to bring in, the magic.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) If they had done that, then they might as well have done like they did on the cartoon where the first season was basically Scooby-Doo. Like, let's travel around in our van and play music in different towns. Then season two of the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon was Josie and the Pussycats in space, where they got kidnapped by aliens (laughs) and they were flying through space, uh, solving mysteries and stuff. It was ridiculous, and it's it's a DVD I've always wanted to get, but it's one of those like Warner Archive only, Uh, and I'm like, I gotta get one of my. I can't, I can't justify fifty dollars for twenty episodes of a really dumb filmation cartoon from the 70s
0: well we will find that and we will podcast on that one day because that sounds amazing oh yeah what is your favorite song from the movie sam do you have a favorite song
1: oh that's tough um probably of like the really big ones probably spin around. I love it. Like I know three small worlds is the big one. Like to the point where like I well growing up and being a redhead and having a major rock star complex of like always wanting to be a rock star. I remember after seeing the movie, my girlfriends and I actually did Airband to three small words. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, which was the best like it was the best day of my life. Sorry, wedding day, but like it literally <laughs> was the best day of my life doing that. Um and I know it's the big one in the movie, but spin around is really great and and the name of the song is escaping me, but the one where she where Josie's just standing in her bedroom playing in front of the mirror and Alan M comes behind her like that's just just the way it's used in the movie, it's just great. I love it.
2: Um, I think I'd have to say three small words or um, uh, pretend to be nice because I catch myself yeah. singing that the most. Nice. Like, I'll sing the chorus of that a bunch, whereas, like, three small words I'm, like, really rocking out. But if I'm just sitting there, like, spacing out at work, uh, pretend to be nice is, like, the one that just pops in my head.
1: That was a hard question. I felt like a gun was pointed to my head and I was supposed <laughs> to pick my favorite song. I don't I'm, think it was very fair at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do it. I got to do it. We got to get
0: into the music. Okay. What
2: about, what about yours?
0: Um, I, I love both the songs you're talking about, but I love the end cover of Josie and the Pussycats. Like, I love that. Yeah. I love that cover so much. Like it's said, so, and like, again, it's like, I kind of miss this in credits. Like I, After credits annoy me, but if you want to get me to, like, be happy and stick around for the credits, put a gag reel, like, by there and just, like, have people having fun. Like, it always makes me, uh, have a laugh. Like, there's so many good, like, Jackie Chan movies with it, and, like, comedies seem to use it well, but, like, I mean...
1: There's got to be some We just watched Bring It On, and that has one of the best ones. Like, I forgot about it. I'm like, yes, bring back. It was such a 90s and like early 2000s thing. It's like, bring back the blooper reel over the credits with a good song.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. And I mean, like, I know everything nowadays would just be green screens, but like, I'm sure they like trip and fall in front of the green screen. (laughs) Like, I'd still watch it. It's just a green screen. You could put whatever behind them, you could just make it look funnier. Exactly. Absolutely. Before the time of cinematic universes, we had blooper <laughs> reels. <laughs> Bring back the blooper
1: reel. And it was a damn good day.
0: Remember this kids, <laughs> Just us yelling at children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm trying to like it's so hard cuz there's so many things I want to talk about. Okay, the the use of product placement in this movie is so funny like I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Because, like, I think it works really well because, like, they just went full in and over the top. And, like, there's also a little bit of a disconnect because, again, we're, we're all Canadians. Also, so is Eugene Levy, who, like, does, like, a super pro-American <laughs> thing in the movie, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. And I, I think was also, like, I think there was, like, a meta joke in there. Like, I think it was supposed to be, like, a joke that Eugene Levy, a Canadian, was doing it. But... yeah. I, I think so, but, um, I would expect so. Um, but so like things like when, uh, the, she's just, Grisario like, Darson is just petting the target dog. And I was like, well, yeah. we don't have target in Canada anymore. So this is just like hilarious. <laughs> like it doesn't mean much to me at all. So it's kind of funny, but what'd you guys think of all the, the product placement?
1: Well, I remember back when I first originally watched it, like thinking more about it. And I was like, wow, there's quite a bit of it in here and my favorite scene is just like when melody is in the mcdonald's shower with like the was the fries like loofah thing (laughs) and like using that and i thought it was so funny but then i remember we watched it um we watched it last night just to kind of like rejog our memory on things like that and i found it actually scary how little i was picking up on the pot product placement and I'm like well That just goes to show you how 2019 Is completely fucked with our brains To the point where product placement is so Embedded in everything We do and everywhere we go now To the point where like I didn't really notice It as much as I remember noticing it back then And it kind of scared the shit out of me <laughs> What do you think Alex? Uh,
2: I thought I, I, Initially I'm like man this must have paid For the entire movie is what I thought When I was watching it the first time Then I checked the the trivia and it was like, no, like they did it by with accepting no money. The brands weren't really told that they were going to be featured. It was just the set designers being like, what brand would look funny here? So it's 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 admirable that they did that because I think it was I think it was Minority Report was the first movie I remember hearing about where it was like, oh, Steven Spielberg secured so much product placement for that movie that it basically paid for the movie. So anything it made above like on opening weekend everything was all gravy because it just like product placement placement, placement,
0: placement.
2: <laughs> paid for it
0: that's um, that's so insane like I, you see this a lot in dystopian movies and like I don't I don't get it like I don't know like why in Minority Report you would want advertising you'd be like oh I need to get a Verizon phone everything in this universe sucks
2: Yeah I mean In that one, it was more about how the I think it was mainly when he swaps out his retinas with that other guys and they're showing that like, oh, ads are so prevalent in the future. They scan your retina and they're targeted to you. And I'm like, huh, with the way Facebook ads work these days. I guess Spielberg was on to something. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's very true. That's very true. I did almost think of this as, like, an overblown... Like, a comedy set in an overblown dystopia, in a way. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, because, like, everyone is evil or, like, like... it's like, again, it's like, it's not even like maliciously evil. It's just like childish, silly evil. Like, this is almost like a comedy version of Halloween 3. Instead of like wanting all these people to use masks and melt their face, he just wants them to buy things. Like, it's just, it's great.
1: Or yeah. think that you're super, super cool if you're a loser oh, from yeah. high school. Oh, that scene was so good. <laughs> I, I did
0: love that because, like, again, it's like the big villain. Uh, like the big villain thing is like they're really not like they get arrested, but like they're not like killed or like disarmed or like completely humiliated. It's like no, she found herself.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that. Well, I remember when when we were first gonna watch the movie and Alex had never seen it. I said, I think it was like almost before that scene. I'm like, look, just so you know, it's about to get a little weird. <laughs> And you could either, because his taste in music, or in movies sometimes, like, I never know where the hit or miss is with him, and I'm like, it could go either way, you could really like what they're about to do, or you could really hate it, so I'm just giving you the fair warning that this is about to take the weirdest kind of (laughs) turn.
2: And then uh, I loved it, because I was like, oh, okay, it's all just about being a loser, or being an albino, or... (laughs) whatever and i'm like that's just it's so fucking silly but it was just perfect
0: oh for sure for sure uh sam it's funny that you said something could be too weird for alex because i'm pretty sure the weirdest movies i've ever watched in my life has been (laughs) me and alex sitting in the basement being like i guess we'll try this laser disc what was the laser disc <laughs> where, wasn't it like uh, lasers where people were having sex with pigs? Wasn't that one of the movies? And then they would all, it was uh, like, <laughs> this a super. Okay. What the hell were you allowing it, happening in my this house? Was a,
2: it was, it was an Italian film <laughs> called, I think, <laughs> Yeah. And it was, it was people in pig costumes. It was not, but then there was a guy trying to kill a kid. And then the, there was like, it wasn't time travel, but it took place in different time periods. I don't know.
1: But here's the funny thing. Is he'd watch that and be like, "Yeah, it was great." And then, for all I know, he could watch the end of this movie and be like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I never know.
2: No, this movie earned its ending. That's how I because sometimes well, a movie... there was no
1: other way to end it really. Like That's it true. really couldn't go any other way. But even like just push it a little bit further, like it would have just made the movie feel a little bit more disingenuous if you went any other way with it. I think
2: you would have had to go huge if you went any other way where it would be like, Oh, Josie and everyone use the airwaves to take over and actually mind control everybody. But for good. And just be like, Oh, like going forward, you won't even hear messages like this, like live your best life, blah, blah, blah.
1: Donate blood, help a homeless man. Yeah. Know.
2: Go get your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah. Go adopt a cat.
1: <laughs> Like
2: if they had done something like that and changed the world for the better, almost like the end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, where the their music changes the world. Um, that's the that's the other way I could have seen it going. But I like I like how it ended, uh, especially like I don't. Want, I'm sure we'll talk about the rest of the movie. But I love at the end when the army guy walks in and just sees Alexander. He's like, "Holy shit, that girl's got a skunk on her head."
1: Oh no way to hair. Oh, that's really messed up. <laughs> it was so good. It
0: was so good. I love that scene. And then a little bit before that, oh god, what is the quote that Parker Posey says? She says like, "What are you guys gonna go back to Shitsdale with?" Like, <laughs> oh god, I'm trying to remember what she called. Dopey
1: and Mopey. Yeah, it's so yeah, yeah.
0: And then I was like, oh man, that should have been the name for this podcast. <laughs> Shitsdale with Mopey yeah, and Mopey. <laughs>
2: um. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to mention just as far I'm all over the place tonight with the comics. Uh, in the movie, Josie's from Riverdale, but in the comics, because they wanted Archie and everybody, like, Sabrina lived in Greendale, Archie lived in Riverdale, Josie and her friends lived in Midvale.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: Which I think was the town that was, like, in between or the next one over. Because sometimes in, in, in old Archie comics, it would be like, oh, we're playing... Like either Central, I think was it, Uh, like Central or Midvale or Greendale. 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 Greendale, yeah.
0: Damn, damn. There's a a lot. I love this whole like Archie, like what state? What state is the whole Archie universe in? Is it in America, Um, the state? It seems like it's like Ohio. Is that crazy? I think it
2: is supposed to be somewhat Midwest, if not um, uh, Northwestern like washington area okay um yeah because i mean like if you look at, at at riverdale considering they film it in vancouver it's uh it makes sense if it's sort of you know uh somewhere in here. yeah so
0: sorry so you're saying something makes sense in the you <laughs> show riverdale yeah <laughs> well you're very kind <laughs> and
2: then <laughs> speaking of vancouver that's where this movie was actually filmed
0: oh wow really this is oh yeah i'm surprised because there was
2: a couple extras that i noticed where i'm like i've seen you in episodes of dark angel or x-files like i know you
0: that's amazing that's amazing oh man so this is a minor tangent but my boss currently he he used to work in vancouver and he had to do a v for one setup for an episode of dark angel where they had to look at like a powerpoint and he had to like set it up and like use all the tech to get all the like projectors and stuff right for one episode of dark angel <laughs> so every time i see dark angel i'm like i want to watch and find out what scene my boss set this thing up for <laughs> oh,
1: and boy. i'd write that out till i died baby yeah i set that shit up
2: <laughs> you know what as much as people will will mock dark angel season one of dark angel holds up insanely well. I rewatched it like six years ago and I was shocked at how prescient a lot of it was. Like, oh, corporations being evil, using drones to spy on us and actually kill people remotely. And and uh, the media lying about a lot of things and needing this guy to hack the the news and essentially send out truth signals because the media has been so corrupted by big or uh, big companies owning it and i'm like oh huh james cameron stole all the best ideas for this show <laughs>
0: <laughs> look james cameron's entire career is him stealing the best ideas of whatever project oh, he's ever seen <laughs>
2: entirely because he ripped off like cyber six and uh for dark angel and a couple other uh and some elements of i want to say like uh ghost in the shell and other anime stuff but he essentially would just, because he had so much money from Terminator 2 and then Titanic and then Avatar, anytime people try and sue him, he just gets continuances and just draws it out until the people go bankrupt and then sadly die, uh, which is what happened to the guys who he ripped off from Cyber 6 to make Dark Angel. It's a sad story. Look it up sometime. But uh, yeah, we're we're talking Josie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. <laughs> You know that is an element that this movie does not. i really, like, I'm surprised there's no random hacker character, right? Like, it seemed like this is a movie where you'd almost see like Hacker Man show up and just start like doing all like the hacking and stuff like that. Like, there's almost like it was like right in that that era is like is definitely a prime like hacker time, right? Because like I mean, well, what when's hackers like '96?
2: hackers was yeah 90 94 95
0: okay okay it's earlier than that but
2: um but no like it's funny you mentioned because i was just thinking like who would they get and then i was thinking you know what dj qualls you've already got brecken Meyer and um uh the guy who plays alexander they were both in um Road road trip and dj qualls was in road trip too and i'm like perfect just get dj qualls to show up as a hacker guy to be like Oh, I can change what the the music sampling machine is gonna do. I can I can change whatever, and because I think he played a hacker in that movie, The Core, where they have to drill into the oh, Earth's God. core. We and...
0: watched that for geography <laughs> class. Our teacher what? was like, "Yeah, this is relevant to geography. Let's watch it." And you're like, "No, it's definitely <laughs> not. Just teach. I know it's a small school, but just teach the kids." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. You
0: know, I should have known that this was filmed in Vancouver because one of the extras that is like, who's only credited as Laughing Girl, like one of the people who becomes like a huge fan, is Catherine yeah. Isabel. Who is like from the Ginger Snap mo- movies? I she's, knew like, I recognized her from somewhere. American Mary. She's in Freddy versus Jason. Like she's the one who has like the oh. the world shittiest boyfriend in, uh, in Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Who's Gib! like, give me a yeah, beer, yeah. Just give oh, make me yeah. a sandwich, <sighs> and
1: then
0: Jason's like, and squat. oh,
1: she's one of the um, one of the stupid girls, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah yeah and she's also in hannibal and like i was just like oh wow that's catherine isabel like that's crazy like that's such like a weird weird role for her at that time so i thought that was very also funny.
2: i guess the sasca sisters are somewhere in the movie what? as extras and that, this movie is where they met catherine isabel
0: what yeah what yeah <gasps> oh my god i love american mary so much and now i have the the sasca sisters are in this movie i met the sasca sisters this uh i think february february i met the sasca sisters they were just signing with their comic book in toronto
2: you should have had them sign Uh, a dvd of this movie i should
0: have (laughs) i so should have that would have been amazing i'd be like how do you know this oh god that that just this movie is the best this movie needs to be like in the hall of fame for movies now like in everything Thank good you. happened from this movie i genuinely i don't like i'm trying to think of like what other comedies would you say like that really kind of like have a similar tone and delivery to this movie like what what if you were to make a marathon what would you kind of put this with
2: um Zoolander was the same time and sort of has like a similar idea where you're taking a look behind the scenes of an industry and how it's trying to like fuck with the world. And it also has celebrities doing cameos and, and people doing fun stuff. So I would definitely say Zoolander.
1: I think, I know we kind of talked about earlier, but I think bring it on would be a good thing like that too. Yeah. Because it's very much in the same realm of like the same kind of humor and that kind of stuff and yeah i think i think it's relatively on the same page
2: yeah cuz they were all those just pre 911 fun comedy movies that sort of took a back seat for a little while after 911 like they 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 still made like teen comedies and non-other teen movie stuff like i'd you could do non-other teen movie with this too but
1: it's funny because all those movies that are in the same realm and have that same kind of humor they all now have these like ridiculous cult followings now
2: yeah
0: yeah i'm surprised like uh how like i don't know if this film really does have like as big as a cult following as it should i've kind of i've kind of started to see like a resurgence and like people talk about it more and like there's a lot a lot of people in a certain age, if you mention the movie, they're like, oh, I love that movie. But, like, it's not a movie they instantly bring up. Like, I found that happens quite a bit, too. So, it's, I think it's, it's in that weird, weird area where I don't think it's really hit a huge cult following yet. Because, like, it's not even on Blu-ray yet, is it?
2: No. Which, I'm really hoping, when they did the anniversary, it was, like, whatever, the 16th anniversary two years ago. They released the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, nice. They did a, which I bought like day of. I was like, Sam, I need need you to go on the computer and like, I'm going to be at work. It's going to go like Waxworks or or Mondo, whoever it was. Like, I need you to be ready at 11 o'clock to like buy this. I don't know if it's going to sell out. And like, they're still selling it now. (laughs) But I was not sure. I was not sure if it would sell out because I know in some music circles, like, oh, this is a very well regarded, like fun pop. Soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Like even if you don't like the movie, like the music is and whether it's not the music for the movie, it's made specifically for the movie or other songs that are featured in the movie. It is one of the best soundtracks, arguably. Yeah, I would say. But yeah, and then it came with like a 45 of du jour along yeah, with nice. it. So yeah. like, it's, so it's got backdoor
2: lover on one side and du jour around the world on the yeah. other side.
1: It's one of those things where when people ask you, like, if you could only save three things in a fire, what would it be? It'd be like, mm, my one dog, my other dog, and this.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alex is yeah. just like, no. No, yeah, Alex would be like, I understand.
1: Save. <laughs> Take the jersey. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> He's got legs, he can walk.
2: <laughs> yeah. I am um I'm hoping that Shout Factory does it as one of their shout selects they for totally like cut. the I uh, I mean it might end up being like a 20th anniversary so we'll have to wait like 2 years. But I mean there is there's been articles especially with Riverdale reintroducing Josie to a lot of people um there's been a, like AV Club and other notable film websites doing like revisiting it. Cause I mean, you look at the original critiques and uh, Ebert was fucking brutal to it. Ebert gave it half a star. That's again, and just
0: like Ebert. Like, what do you think? Like, why did he hate it so much?
2: He just, he was like, look, at least spice world was trying to be like the Beatles. This is just trying to lampoon spice world and isn't even doing a good job. And the music sucks and uh the actors don't know what they're doing and the only funny scene in the movie is the very first scene with alan coming uh basically having the du jour trained everything else in the movie is just boring and falls flat and i'm like
1: to which i replied well you're dead so
0: (laughs) enjoy hell roger
1: ebert (laughs) the hell for that Uh, but
2: the dvd case mentions that (laughs) that roper gave it a thumbs up so there's that (laughs)
0: like half of a review like is it one of those things of like roper gives it a thumbs up and it just like cuts off like
2: (laughs) you know how they love to put like two thumbs up the movie just says like thumb up (laughs) (laughs) on the dvd case it says like thumb up (laughs) uh yeah uh, Ro- Richard Roper that's, and I was that's was like, oh boy that's
0: hilarious that reminds me of Blue Velvet which one of the special features on the Blue Velvet Blu-ray is the review on At The Movies and it's like one of the meanest reviews I've ever seen because they hated Blue Velvet so much So that is insane <laughs> they're just like this movie is trash and like then they're like years later like let's put that on the Blu-ray
2: yeah um I'm hoping shout gets it. I mean, it seems like get every, hire the cast... Sam
0: to be to do the commentary. I want Sam to do the commentary yes! for it. Eliciting yeah. shout factory.
1: Oh my god! I, even Peter Travers
0: the, gave this a bad review, and that guy will like positively review a piece of toast. What the
1: fuck? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, you know, you have to take it for what it is. Like, we're not watching, you know. This isn't a Schindler's List movie. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's just a good, fun movie from the early 2000s. Like, we're not fucking curing cancer I here, think I, I like, think
0: I crazy. definitely just went to hell because then I imagined just a musical number in the middle of <laughs> <laughs>
1: <What? I> mean, <laughs> The girl in the
0: red coat just...
2: <laughs> yeah, the girl in the red coat just spinning in circles. And... <laughs> uh, no, I think, unfortunately... Because it was the end of the 90s, and the 2000s was really just starting, and we just had Y2K, and we hadn't had 9-11 yet, and things were still sort of optimistic at the time, such a fun movie in this meta sense was seen as like, oh, you know, like, it doesn't, it's, it's just not good, it's stupid, it doesn't know what it's talking about, blah, 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 but... It holds up now in hindsight so much better than a lot of other stuff from around that time. I think it's just unfortunately a lot of movies from that '99 through 2001, other than like American Pie and some of the the huge stuff, is sort of just really sadly forgotten.
1: Which is uh, unfortunate. I mean, but there's a lot of people who I remember like growing up with who had no idea that Josie and the Pussycats had a tie to the Archie comics at all but I was opposite of you Alex like growing up I never I read some Archie but I was always so I didn't I don't know what it was I didn't like Archie very much i didn't fuck always enough, like right that's what <laughs> <laughs> that was totally the problem thank god for Riverdale no <laughs> but I I would always like skip through to find like Betty and Veronica or like all the sub characters. Like I didn't really like Archie very much. I always liked the sub. So when they would have like Betty and Veronica double digest, like I would get those or I read Cheryl Blossom or like I read a lot of the Josie and the Pussycats stuff. Like I read a lot of the sub character stuff from Archie comics. So yeah. I knew it had the relation, but I knew a lot of people didn't know that, but liked Archie and maybe would have seen it had they known it had a connection to the Archie comics.
0: Right. Did, did, did the Archie comics of this time, like the Josie and the Pussycats comics kind of like change to reflect like this movie at all. Like, did they release any tying comics or anything that kind of like they, inspired? I think they,
2: they did like a, a, a reprint or a one-off where it had like pictures of the actresses on the front, sort of like they did with, um, Riverdale. Well, with the Sabrina the Teenage Witch around the same time where they had like a whole run of comics where they had like a Melissa Joan Hart, like a photo of her on the front standing next to Sabrina. So they they sort of just sort of pivoted to that. But then because the movie didn't do so hot, they they didn't relaunch the series, really. I think they did maybe a couple one offs, because if you look at the the wiki page for. Josie it's like oh it has like volume one And volume two and volume one Was you know the Like if you say Josie and the Pussycats that's like 1969 Till whenever And then volume two was the one Just a couple years ago when they did all the Archie Relaunches and right. the one from a couple of Years ago it's only like nine issues or something It's 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 great it's a lot Of fun yeah um, I,
0: definitely, but, uh, I definitely Want to read that and then probably again Talk about that on the show because it sounds Like it's amazing oh.
2: It's fantastic. It is so good.
0: Yeah. So that's... uh, Yeah. I think... I guess you brought up Sabrina. I think Sabrina... Like, the the Sabrina and Melissa Joan Hart series did kind of have a a lot of similar tones and similar humor in a way. Like, I think, like, it would kind of work if you watch that on TV and then you watch this, uh, like, in the theaters. Like, I think that would have been, like, a great Sunday.
2: Yeah, because, like, Salem, the cat from that show, was, like, such a meta character... Where like when when Alexandra has the line in the movie, when they're on the plane, yeah, and he's like, "Why are you even here?" And I'm she's here like, "I was in, in the, the comics. Comic. Like that's something I could see Salem saying on the show, like, why, what is going on? Like, where's Ambrose? or like, this isn't how it was before, Like just one of those sort of things. Like they weren't afraid to be meta and make the jokes like that with Sabrina.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. Why do we never get a Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina movie? I wonder if this like so is it was this financed a lot because I know Archie has historically been like an independent company, right? Like a, the Archie Comics brand has been independent, right? Yeah.
2: So ha- as far as I know, they haven't been acquired by anybody. They're still Archie Comics Limited. That was originally like L um MLG or. JLN, or I forget what it was. That's
0: but, insane, by the way. Like, in nowadays, for Archie to be, like, not owned by, like, Viacom or, like, Disney or, like, somebody like that, like, that's nuts.
2: I think for the longest time they just weren't seen as, as valuable because, yeah, up until uh, the the Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina, nothing live action they ever tried to do with Archie ever took off as we Disgust to Riverdale and back again. Uh
1: well, and let's be quite honest, it's not going very far right now either.
2: Well, well it's very popular, I mean, right?
1: Like that's a thing. Like it's uh
2: They're launching Katie Keene uh in the, the the either the fall or the spring. They're gonna be a Katie Keene spin off show oh. featuring characters in this movie. Like Josie is spinning off from Riverdale to be in Katie Keane and Alexander and Alexandra are going to be on the katie keen show
0: well that's because riverdale the show stopped knowing how to use josie and the pussycats because they just like did they like they were like a big part of the show early on and then like they're like and we want to deal with incest babies like we can't deal with this dope band right now so like get out of here like the band will break up and at some points people will wear cat ears but they won't be part of the band and i just get really mad
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because that's the problem. It may be popular, but that doesn't mean it's good. Well, that's
2: true. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true so much, but uh,
1: that's almost like yeah, what it's...
0: this movie is saying. Like, I think you've got the subliminal messages of the movie. <laughs> that's, that's the message of the movie. So, is this like? I guess it wouldn't be independently financed then. Like, I'm curious about like the making of this movie.
2: I mean, Universal produced it, okay. and the yeah. the two directors. They're the people who did "Can't Hardly Wait," right? Which was it a, a bit of a meta teen movie of its own, which was like I want to say ninety eight or
1: ninety nine. One of them worked on American Pie, though, right? Uh,
2: I, I think don't... that's how
1: Tara Reid got involved in the movie. I d- one of them at least did.
2: Maybe I, I thought they were a team. I didn't. I I don't know I don't for know. sure, um, but that uh, I'm assuming. From, from just the special features and stuff I read, they wanted to make a music-based movie, and it might have been something where Universal was like, well, we've optioned some things. Like, Can you spin any of these into the movie you want to make? I don't know a whole lot about the, the full production, but I know that they really wanted to make a movie about a rock band, and Josie and the Pussycats was just the perfect fit for them. And it was, yeah, it's a big studio. like It was a Universal movie um but yeah i don't don't know what archie i mean considering marvel essentially gave away the rights to their stuff in the 90s like i can't imagine archie got a huge chunk of money or whatever but i think
0: i'm not sure like riverdale production is listed in like the credits for for like some stuff like that but like it's not a thing that, it's not a Wikipedia article, so, like, it can't be that big. Like, it just seems, like... Yeah. I remember seeing that in the credits, and I was like, Riverdale Productions? Like, really? Like, I don't know if I've ever seen... I I, just, I guess I would have to watch that terrible live-action Archie special again. Oh, God. Just to see if that <laughs> Riverdale Productions or, like, anything else under that band name? Like, that production company name? Like, it could be, like, a weird shell company, I guess? Like, I have no idea. I, th-
2: I think after the success of the MCU and Kevin Feige, that uh, Archie was like, well, instead of Kevin Feige, we're going to have uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, however you say his name. He's going to essentially be the Feige, and he's going to run the Riverdale Productions, which is just basically the Marvel Pictures equivalent. Right. Um, which is, I, I'm assuming, you know, is where they run the the Sabrina, and they're going to be running this Katie Keene all managed by that so i it makes sense but it is surprising in this day and age of acquisition that warner brothers hasn't announced their attempt to absorb archie considering warner owns dc it, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for them to and they've been doing those archie meets batman 66 yep. um and a lot of dc crossovers um, but they also still do other stuff, like they've got the Archie versus Predator, uh, two right now, which is a Dark Horse crossover, which is so... amazing,
0: by the way. If you, if anyone is is catching that up, that that series is like crazy, and, it, <laughs> and it's like the the sequel series is is even crazier because it's like this weird, it's like it talks about like this. It's all it seems to be a uh, a comic all about the shift between like modern and classic Archie. And like it's like weird classic Archie versions of these characters who have been through a predator situation in with the normal like Mark Wade universe, and it's oh awesome, it's incredibly incredibly wacky. Um, speaking of that though, like why? Okay, I want to pitch like a, a Archie comics where like I would love for like this version. I would like a comic where this version of Josie and the Pussycats somehow crosses over with Riverdale Riverdale like the show Riverdale like in a comic or something and it's Josie and the Pussycats from 2001 meet Riverdale from like 2018 and I I would love to just to see that because most of it would just be making fun of Riverdale I think that would be great or anything really like
2: I think it could be fun because Archie Comics did that briefly in the uh early to mid 2000s they had issues of some of the digests where it was like Archie meets nineteen forties Archie. Oh wow! Or that's Jug- cool. Jughead meets original Jughead. So it was the weird trope that they set up in the Archie comics was they would walk down Memory Lane, which was a street in Riverdale. Oh,
0: that okay? That is in that's that's in uh, Archie versus Predator too. They literally, oh, wow, okay. They established
2: Memory Lane is this magical street in Riverdale that you can walk down that allows you to travel basically through time or between uh, shared universes. So it's the, the weird little thing that they've established where they could, if they wanted to, they could do a Josie and the Pussycats where Riverdale, Josie and the Pussycats go for a walk down Memory Lane and meet classic comics, Josie and the Pussycats, or... Two thousand and one, Josie and the Pussycats.
0: Crisis on Infinite Pussycats. Let's just put them all, <laughs> put them all in one, in one. Get the Hanna Barbera in there. Get original Josie. Boom, boom, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Make it a movie.
2: Yeah, it would be great. I mean, that's that's. There's something going on with the Jughead time, Jughead's time police right now, where there's crisis on Infinite uh, Riverdale's or whatever, where the 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 cover for I think it's the October issue is every variant of Jughead having like this big battle or whatever. And I'm like, who boy, that looks awesome.
0: <laughs> You're like, who oh boy, they're making comics for me. <laughs> like it's a yeah. limited Alex's dream world.
2: Yeah. With my giant Jughead tattoo on my leg. It's like, they know exactly what I want more Jughead.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Sam, if they were to make a sequel to this movie now, or or if you'd prefer in 2002, maybe do one right if you, if it would have been with the same cast right after they made this movie, like a uh, 2002, 2003. And then what you would like to see if they did like a reunion movie now in the crazy, crazy land. Oh,
1: um,
0: I know I'm just giving you hard questions. I'm sorry. You, you-
1: are. I was going to say, uh, the easy question is yes. I'd 100% watch the shit out of that. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see like Josie and the Pussycats kind of like do, because you... <laughs> when you guys are talking about Universal, I'm like Universal missed a huge opportunity of not having like a live Josie and the P- Pussycats show at their like parks. Oh, yeah. Like I would watch the shit out of that. Like that, that would be amazing. Can you imagine just like, because they have so many interactive shows in their parks throughout the day that like that would have been the perfect thing. Like, that's a huge missed opportunity for them. Um, I don't know. I think I'd like to see, like, Josie and the Pussycats, like, kind of... It's, like, uh, with all the out-of-control things from the first movie being like, oh, everything just happened, like, that one line where it's like, does anybody else think this is weird that all of this happened in just a week kind of thing? I think of after all, like, the craziness and stuff it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get back to our roots and just, like, go out and, like, meet the real fans and, like, see all these, like, little bars across, like, America and just... The wackiness that could come from that. It could
0: definitely <laughs> be a really good road trip movie. I think, like, yeah, yes! anytime, like, a good, like, it could, they could even do, like, a getting, they could even do a joke on, like, the getting the band back together movie. Like, yeah. I think they could do great, like, when they're all in, like, weird little vignettes. Cause, like, I would just love to see what bananas things is, uh, Valerie is up to and everything, like that.
1: See, and then you get into, like, the bridesmaid humor and you oh. can go that way and, like, try and pick it up and have a resurgence like now with the humor that everybody wants to see from those kind of movies and do that kind of thing. I think that would be neat.
2: Um, okay. My concept for a 2002 (laughs) direct sequel to
1: this
2: (laughs) is at the end of the movie when, uh, uh, Fiona and, um, Wyatt and Wyatt get arrested and the army is like, Oh, it's okay. We're going to discontinue this. We found movies are, are a better way to do it. The army wants to make a movie about Josie and the Pussycats, and it becomes like a weird meta Hollywood production behind the scenes of them dealing with the actresses, playing them in the movie, and it all takes place at Universal Studios uh, Hollywood. Well, so and as, it, sorry,
1: as you see in the movie over one of the things that it was uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz were all in talks to play Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, oh. so you could have...
2: You could have that either the talks fell through or you get those actresses to be in it, assuming that in this alt universe that the movie was a hit and and those actresses want to do it. But even if not, you have it be this weird meta thing where it's like them trying to get this movie made about what happened with them behind the scenes and then Hollywood meddling and then them still trying to like tour and, and Alexander like hamming it up in Hollywood, all that stuff. I think that would be like a very fun, like natural sequel to this. Um, if you're going to do the sequel today, I would want it to be sort of like um, there was a reality show for a while that was like getting the band back to get reunited. I think it was called yep. where they went around and they got like one hit wonder bands and they got all the members to sort of leave their shitty Walmart jobs or yep. whatever.
1: Good old scandal.
2: Yeah. And come back. <laughs> Together and shoot, re- like remake one of their old music videos, or now. like it
1: was like playing like one last gig at like
2: this usually county fair, like a county fair.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so it could be interesting if they did something like that, where you know Josie's living in 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 Riverdale and is let's say like the music teacher at the school, and and. Yeah, I don't know. You just you spin. Melody it up no there.
1: longer has like a high pitched voice. It's like I hey, guess.
2: Well, she's real Tara <laughs> Reid.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, like, <laughs> like, it's just weird, crazy conspiracy. I like the drums.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Rosario Dawson would be the only one that would be hard to get if they were gonna do. Just because she's the... she's
1: not doing shit anymore. Well,
2: she's doing well. I guess all the Marvel shows were canceled, so I guess yeah. yeah. So she's got
1: lots she's of time. Yeah, she got, got lot... lots. Of she's time. keeping her fingers crossed She's like, oh please, come on, Josie. Come on, Josie and the
0: Pussycats. cats. I would, <laughs> I would love if Josie was like the music teacher, and then they just kept making like modern Riverdale jokes, like a like in the like in the background. She's like, all these students keep fucking. I don't know what's going on. I just want to teach <laughs> the music.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, the last music teacher. Yeah, no, she she slept with a student and uh disappeared.
1: They <laughs> yeah, and got
0: brutally murdered.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the thing I'm most concerned about is what would Alan M be doing if Josie is the the oh, music the, teacher. He's the what gym he teacher. Doing? No, that's a lame cop out. I don't know. They they maybe Josie's really jealous because like he's still like sub famous in Riverdale, and like it's like, oh, Alan M, and then you have like. Then you can do a Riverdale crossover kind of thing where it's like all the students are like thirsty for Alan <laughs> M and he's like who's mine first.
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm the I'm the new thirsty hot dad squad from Riverdale. Yeah. Like it's happening.
1: And Josie's just like, Mm, you kinda of past oh. your prime, buddy.
2: Oh, okay. I oh, got, you got it. it. No, the setup for the movie is that Alan M has been plugging away for years and he's finally coming up and then people realize like, Oh my god, your girlfriend or wife, whatever is Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. We'll send you on tour, but only if the Pussycats get back together and tour with you. Bam! That's the movie. That's the movie. Shut up
1: and take my money!
0: Call us, Riverdale Productions. I mean, (laughs) technically, I have no claim because I did not
2: come up with anything for
1: this. (laughs) We got ideas.
2: Yeah, and I want them to all be playing Dreamcast a lot because that was like my one favorite product placement of the movie where I'm like, oh boy there sure is a lot of sega in this movie this is
0: a weird it's weird universe where nintendo stopped existing and sony just like took over the entire video game world because it was just like even in like weird vignettes like when they're like switching to people who are like watching tv and stuff i was like oh there's sonic the hedgehog like in the background like what's happening here
2: and when they were in the the mega records store or whatever the music store was they had all those cardboard standees for uh ah shit what's that game uh space space station five or space yeah the like the uh, singing
1: yeah the dance game game, yeah yeah Yeah. when i thought you i thought you were going a totally different pace. i thought you were gonna say instead of dreamcast i thought you were gonna be like i want them to really be like playing Dreamweaver a lot i'm like (laughs) Oh, okay. Dreamweaver. I'm like, hey, I have, I have no qualms against that. I'm totally fine with that. But like, you know, every scene transitions like a lot. Yeah, every
0: scene transitions with Dreamweaver, and you're just like, why, why is this happening?
1: It's the only song we could get approved rights to, so we just gotta like, you know, spice it up a little. You have a remix, then you have a rap version. You have the original stripped down version be great i'm just am just saying Uh, i
0: would love a 2019 version of this movie where they parody the 2018 halloween where they have parker posey like coming back and they like they like do the original first trailer to make it like a parody of the first halloween trailer i think that would be
1: brilliant (laughs) parker posey's Um, coming back
2: (laughs) i wanted i wanted to look at my notes and see what i wrote down when we were watching the movie
1: i Uh, know he kept stopping he goes oh i gotta make a note on that
2: uh stop showing off when when they were on the, the jet at the beginning, um, uh, Breckenmeyer's monkey is eating a packet of the sadly discontinued Cadbury Astros, which were like a, a candy that Sam and I both loved. And we were like, oh, my God, I miss that candy <laughs> yeah. so much.
1: See, you need to you need uh, to have Andrew like have like a little breakdown where it's like, Doo, do, 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 is fun facts. <laughs> there you go yeah
2: it's alex's fun they're about to come facts in. <laughs> insert production here because
1: i'm just looking at this note right now and it's just like all these like drop <laughs> forms and i'm like oh these are just gonna be his fun facts he's just about to run through
2: um i like that uh alan coming at first uh calls them the pussy hats and i'm like oh that's funny because now pussy hats are actually a thing oh uh... Right? That's what they wear at, like, the Women's March? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, then, also, with it being uh, September 2019, one of the subliminal messages that they were trying to brainwash the kids with was, there's no such place as Area 51. And I'm like, that's what they want us to think!
1: <laughs> we're gonna storm Area 51! Oh no,
0: Alex is running away, the Naruto style. He's gonna take him down. <laughs> that's right.
2: And then, when they went to the fake trl um and the guy was doing all the impressions and he was like i'm bill cosby and i'm giving you the pudding and i'm like oh boy <laughs> i don't know what innuendo you're trying to make but it sounds even rapier than, than... bill
1: cosby himself
2: yeah <laughs> um oh and i didn't know until i was looking at the trivia i always knew that carson daly and tara reed dated I assumed that that was the whole joke with her being excited to go on TRL in the movie. No, they met on the set and started dating after. So it's just like perfectly written in such a way that like, oh, this is almost like making fun of the fact that that she beats him up or that they actually know each other and she thinks they they both think each other are cute. It's like, no, apparently they started dating after they met. Uh, for the movie, so the,
0: so the movie subliminally messaged her into thinking Carson Daly was cute, and that's how they got it together. That's right. Oh my god, that's
2: you. what happened. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> Just like this podcast, you will rate five stars on iTunes. <laughs> you will leave a glowing review that doesn't at all mention my annoying voice. <laughs> You will help me get over high school by making me popular on the internet. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's weird. One can, gem, <laughs> One can only
1: dream, can't they? One can only dream.
0: Fun facts. Any more fun facts?
2: Um, those were my main ones. Those are the ones <laughs> that really stood out. Uh that I was like, Oh, that's uh that's some funny stuff. Um and I like, like, movie phone wasn't a big thing for us here in Canada, because we didn't have movie phone, but the whole Mr. Movie Th- Phone thing I thought was very funny.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, Mr. Movie, like, movie phone was, like, so ubiquitous in pop culture, like, we still, we got enough to understand what it was, so, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's pr- I didn't recognize the guy's voice immediately, though, because I'm like, oh, all I know as a point of reference is the Seinfeld yeah, the episode, Seinfeld. where kramer's phone number is one off so he just pretends to be mr movie phone like hello and welcome to movie phone what film would you like to see press the buttons now and of course kramer can't tell he's like why don't you just tell me the name of the movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) so good Oh yeah, I was about to say. I think Seinfeld is my main reference for movie phone as well. It's it is Um, it is interesting because like again, it's all filmed in like Canada, but like there are a lot of like I wonder how many like how many times Vancouver has had product placement for things not available in Vancouver or Canada, like
2: oh yeah, like
0: that's gotta be that's gotta be so weird, right? Like uh, setting up like a Target billboard, especially back then, because we definitely didn't have Target back then. So
2: yeah. All that stuff. It was it was crazy just looking through all of the product placement and just like yeah no like very little of this is is Canadian but it's still cool it's still cool. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think if anything else really stands out crazy about the, like I like that Alan Cumming was really he was still coming up at this point. I think he he'd done uh Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, he'd done so that's some enough. other stuff. You know what?
0: Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion would make a great double feature with this movie now that now that I'm thinking that's, of it, like that would be That's true. That would be like a really good You could have an Alan Cumming double feature.
2: Yeah.
1: And I always forget he's in Spice World. Oh He's the guy on the boat. He's the one who keeps following him around trying to like get the
2: Oh yeah, that's right. He's, yeah, yeah. Because he's Richard with, E. Grant is basically is the manager
1: well he's he's, basically he's like the alan coming
2: part yeah. yeah in this but, movie but alan uh, coming is, Cumming like the, is the guy who's or... trying to
1: like follow them around and get like footage and stuff like that we've got an right. alan coming yeah. triple
0: feature call us oh my god call us alamo theaters in america that aren't in canada we will yeah. get you a triple feature
1: I would watch the crap out of that. That's a great would. Game. marathon. That would, yeah, that's, oh. that would be
0: like an amazing party. Like if you just had like a whole bunch of people over, had a few beers and just watched
1: those.
2: Through, that
0: would be the perfect night, I think. I
1: think Although be Alex my is the asshole year. who will not admit that Spice World is a fun movie.
2: Um yeah, I was... No, we're
1: just gonna ignore what they say. Oh no, because it's gonna be really mean, and we don't no, need that in our. I lives.
2: was a horny young boy who wanted to watch Spice World because I was horny for all the Spice Girls, and I would have watched them, you know, paint a-, a wall for an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, see, what did I tell you? Ruined.
2: Uh, but as it stands, the movie—it's fun. It's 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 fun. It it's it doesn't really nail its landing, but it's fun.
1: That's why Josie is better though. Josie yeah. and the Pussycats.
0: Yeah. Every time I say it, I just gotta sing it. Like it's like such a. It's so catchy. So catchy. I will be listening to this like entire soundtrack forever now. Like it's just never. It's not for stopping.
1: It's amazing, and all the like the music is so well used in it. Like my favorite use of paradise by the dashboard light is in this movie, just when they're like crossing the street and why it almost hits them. And you get the big sign in the back that says number one band and like the smoke coming out from behind them. and He holds up the CD. I'm like, this is just, this is the most perfect scene. Like I could watch just that scene alone from when they start running away from the department store. Cause the cops were called on them up until like he almost hits them and like offers them the record deal. I could just watch that over and over and over again. Cause it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Like really, I think one of the big, uh, kind of like through lines in this movie is like, this is a really great production design. Like this entire film is just filled to the brim with like great sets like, everything is, like, so immaculately created, and, like, they, they interact with a lot of the sets, like, pretty significantly. Like, even, like, like uh, the, the recording studio, how they're, like, pushing in on the walls, and, like, yeah. they actually have to, like, turn a lot of the knobs, and, like, and actually have to, like, light up and do stuff. So, like, it was clearly, like, a lot of work went into production design, so... I was
1: well. Even again, with like some of the product placement, like Valerie's hotel room is all the Target yeah, exactly. stuff. Like Melody's shower is all McDonald's. Is all the McDonald's stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, Josie's was like it wasn't. Was it Lancome or no uh, Rimmel? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: something, like, yeah, that. something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then it was like the salon was the John Frieda salon, and um, yeah, like everything was just everything was so um great looking too. Like um like Fiona's bedroom, like her little bedroom, like the pink thing with herself in the photo, like making her signature sign and that kind of stuff. Like it's just every like there, there was so much thought put into every set they were on it was perfect
0: yeah especially like i was really impressed uh impressed with that because like there was never a moment where i didn't feel like engrossed in the world right like the world that they're trying to showcase in this movie is is a- executed very very well and i and i was uh, surprised to only see it, it only cost 50 million dollars uh apparently that was the budget but i guess a lot of these uh, a lot of the actresses weren't like super huge then so i guess uh it, it, they weren't as big name talent as they would be now. Cause like, I can't imagine you'd get Rosario Dawson for that cheap nowadays.
2: Um, yeah. Cause she was, she was sort of like former child star when she did this. Cause she, her first movie was kids, oh, which is oh, that disturbing, what? really the Harmony
0: yeah. Corinne movie.
2: Yeah. That's her first movie. That's her first credit on IMDb. And then she did, you know, like guest starring roles and stuff. And then when they were auditioning for uh, Val, they brought in, like, Beyonce and Aaliyah and Lisa Left Eye Lopez, like, real musicians, and they said Beyonce was too shy. They said Aaliyah was too aggressive. To uh, which she
1: also died in a plane crash three months after this movie came out, I believe. Oh. Yeah, which, uh... So, that's yeah. really fucked.
2: Uh, and then Lisa Left Eye Lopez, who is also dead, but she died much later, um... Uh, I think they, they brought her in, like, for a couple reads, but she just wasn't the actress they were looking for, and then Rosario Dawson was. Uh,
0: if Beyonce was in this movie, like, I would be really interested to see what the current cultural cachet of this movie would be then, right? Because, like, I think, because Beyonce is just so giant nowadays, uh, I would I would wonder how that she... would change the world of this movie. I don't know if she would have been able to do it at, like she would have been able no. to do the same kind of performance, but
2: because I mean, as much as she's got that that cultural cash cache, uh, cachet, um, you know, you look at Goldmember and it's like it's a, a weird relic in the worst Austin Powers movie, yeah. and,
1: and then, then now Lion at, King, and it's like, well, it's ugh. talking Beyonce as a lion.
2: Well, and there's that one with like her and Ali Larder where. Ali Larder's trying to sleep with Beyonce's husband.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh.
2: See, I don't even know the name yeah, of it. Yeah, no, can't
1: remember. Because it yeah. was that shit.
2: Um. Yeah. If you haven't seen Lion King yet, there, uh, Beyonce has like the worst line in the movie. Uh,
0: I have not. I have not seen like any of those like live action remakes. I think I saw like half of Water Buffalo Beauty and the Beast, and then was like, oh god, I'm just I I wasn't feeling it. Like I don't know. I think I think again. As displayed in this movie, I'm a really big fan of, like, vibrant set designs and, like, very expressive and, like, kind of, like, zany characters, which, like, again, like, this is kind of what, the closest you get to, like, a live-action cartoon almost is what you would kind of, like, describe this movie as. And then you watch, like, the live-action Disney movies, you're like, ugh. It's just, like, I don't want to see, like, a realistic-looking warthog. Those things are fucking ugly. Like, I don't want to see that running around. Yeah.
1: There was nothing wrong with it. If it's not broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. And it's like if you're basically going to recycle everything but just put it into a live action version, like it's.
2: Yeah. And with The Lion King, stupid. where it's not even live action, it's all just photorealistic CGI animals. Like it's just a different type of animation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, just.
2: It's, it's, it's modern day colorization. Like, well, we made this movie once in black and white. What if we remade it, but in color? That is true. Like... That is
0: kind of, that is kind of a good way of looking at it as being like a modern color colorization. Cause they don't do enough to differentiate it really. So, and no. I, and I think again, prop kudos to this movie, because like, you can look at all these different versions of Josie and Josie and the Pussycats throughout time. And they're all very distinct, different versions, right? Like this mm-hmm. version of Josie and the Pussycats are not going to space. And getting kidnapped by no. I mean, maybe in movie four because that's what always happens in movie four. <laughs> but for this version, yeah. Uh, and the Riverdale Josie and the Pussycats wouldn't do anything this goofy, right? Like it would never, it would never work. It would just destroy the whole world, and like uh, Jughead would have like a aneurysm because he'd be like, oh, "It's too quirky. I'm the <laughs> only one allowed to be deep <laughs> and quirky," <laughs> and he melts and he he's gelatinous cube um but yeah um so yeah so uh, yeah it's uh it's very distinct
2: yeah and just running through other members of the cast like like i said earlier i had a huge crush on rachel lee cook at the time and i was like oh cool like i i definitely as a 13 or 14 year old would have wanted to see this for her but it was like oh i don't have a lot of my own money i go see you know fun movies with my friends and this opened to very little fanfare, so I don't think I know anybody who saw it in the theater. Um, but yeah, Tara Reid was coming off of she'd done American Pie at this point. Um, Alan Cumming had done other stuff he hadn't, he, I think he was about to do Spy Kids. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I know Spy Kids, that, is. Spy, Spy kids, is, Spy kids is right is around post
0: 9 11, I think. That's crazy, that's weird. Is, yeah, or just before uh, I don't know. those thumbs i don't trust them Those thumb things. yeah
2: the floops floops fooglies and the thumb people and <laughs> yeah so but many childhood you've got
0: nightmares but anyways continue <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got parker posey who like was perfect casting because she had come up in the um she'd done a lot of indie new york stuff but also had done christopher guest movies so she had already done um uh I guess she'd already done Waiting for Guffman and she was, I think, just about to do A Mighty Wind and Best in Show and uh, um, the one about being nominated for an Oscar that I forget was was uh, For Your Consideration. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see her because she was a real 90s, like, it girl. So to see her as, you know, this beginning of the 2000s slightly older woman who was still trying to be young and hip. Like it was perfect casting. Cause she just, she got it. She understood the character and had fun. Um, I know the guy who played the, the, the government agent. I've seen him in other stuff. I forget where he's from, but he is fine. Uh, Alan M I would say is probably just the weakest Because I don't think he stands the test of time as being like a super handsome guy. He's Sam's uh, shaking her head at me. But I think he's fine looking. But he just looks like Beck. Like I just, I don't find Beck handsome. Uh, So, you know, Alan M in the comics was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he was gigantic. Oh, weird. He was huge. He was like a huge buff dude.
1: But I don't see Josie being with somebody like that.
2: Well, he was a huge buff dude who could play guitar and was cool. Yeah. Um, and then Alexander, like great casting. Um, I feel bad for forgetting that guy's name, Paul Costanzo or something. And then uh, Missy Pyle as Alexandra. I love Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle is, is, is Galaxy Quest. Missy Pyle is so many of those movies around that time where I'm like, oh, she's such like a great, quirky, Fun, silly actress like well, she's,
1: and she got a lot of like the silly one-off lines too. Yeah, and, like the really like meta or really like silly kind of thing that like were funny kind of thing. Where like when they were talking about when they found out about the brainwashing, she's like, Ooh, brainwashing! Oh, they're coming to get us!" Diet <laughs> Pepsi's are. Diet Coke that, is the, the new Pepsi, Pepsi one. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was so good. It's just perfect. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I
0: love her. Just like all of her lines. Like there was the, the earlier line of like, well, I was in the comics. I'm here because I was in the comics. And like she got to have yeah. like all those great like one off lines, which I thought was uh, that worked really well.
1: Yeah. She's just, like a good. Or like flirt. when they're tied up, when they're tied up and she like just happens to be able to pull off her like tape. And she's like, oh, it's Lens from DuJoy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good.
0: It's so yeah. good. Yeah, the cast is just uh, just amazing, and I'm kind of sad because like uh, the director, at least like the the female director, she didn't really do a lot other than this. Like, she has done a like YouTube Red series, which I was like, oh no, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I th-
2: I think the problem is like, yeah, she did. She worked with the the guy. They both did. Can't hardly wait. Then they both did this, and I think sort of. When those movies fell out of vogue, like teen movies sort of fell off for a while there. All teen movies became like genre movies for a while, essentially. Um, And the teen comedy took a turn. I think it was just sort of like, well, you know, my time in Hollywood is over. Maybe they went and had families or something. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a bummer because they... Like, I don't love Can't Hardly Wait. I think I saw it too old. Uh, But it's fine, you know.
1: I have fonder memories of them making fun of it in not another T movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) So what would, uh, what's some final thoughts? What do you want to leave these people thinking about as they go off and just only listen to the soundtrack for 24-7? (laughs)
2: <laughs> if they haven't been sold on the movie yet I don't know what's wrong with them <laughs> but realistically like this movie if it had been made today it probably would have been a Netflix movie I can't see a big studio making it but it would have been super fun and it's so meta and it, it it's 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 lampooning certain comic booky things like it's especially with kids versus the government and all that stuff going on right now. And especially like young voters and everything like it, it has like an interesting message that I think would hit home a lot better these days. Uh, You know, I, I think everybody should take a look and not be dismissive. Like I was, if, if somebody you love is telling you to watch this movie Know that it is better than the Lizzie McGuire movie. It is better than Raise Your Voice. It is better than pretty much any Hillary Duff movie from that era. I love you, Sam. But that
1: felt like a stab in the uh, chest. Yeah, I felt like it I was being
2: better...
0: stabbed too. There, I, like... I,
1: I feel personally. It, uh, out, everybody it, who feels personally attacked by Alexander Pattison, please raise your hand. So if, you're, if, not, if... you're not you're not going to come on the Duff cast.
0: My uh, next. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, I love I love Hillary Duff, but her movies are all garbage. Um, no, it's if if this is a movie that you just think of as like, oh, it's like a silly girl movie, you are wrong. First of all, it's 2019. There's no such thing as a silly girl movie. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun. If somebody you love is is telling you to watch it, like trust them. They are right. It is it is great.
1: And no, oh, I need that in writing. Yeah, I love that. exactly.
0: And if someone you love tells you not to watch it, you don't love them. Just go run. No, let, let them go. Well,
2: Cut let, them out. No, let them uh, go the way of Roger Ebert. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, amazing! Amazing! <laughs> may, they, may,
2: may they get salivary duck cancer and duck.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so Sam, what I hear? You... My husband, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh,
0: Sam, what are your final thoughts? Other than Lizzie and Gordo forever, the Lizzie McGuire movie <laughs> rules. Um, what are your final thoughts? This
1: this movie was so important to me growing up and i i realized for a long time i'm like maybe i love this a little bit more than i should but it was just it had such positive messages in the underlining of the not main plot of the movie and that kind of stuff and it really um josie was a really big role model in my life and really kind of helped me on my way to becoming more of the person I am today and even watching it recently and thinking to myself, wow, like I really actually didn't realize now being um, a 30 year old woman, how much that movie kind of helped shape me and, you know, have the positive message of be who you are and don't fit in for other people. Just be who you are and stand out because you're not meant to, to you know just fall back into the crowd you're meant to be who you are you are kind of thing so i realized that it was a very personal message for me and not everybody gets that same thing out of there but um yeah i think i think to even now if you haven't seen the movie i'm not saying go in with low expectations but like don't have any sold expectations on the movie at all and just go and have a fun time with it like it's a really good just throw on with a bunch of friends and just have a good time. It's got great music. It's got a great positive message. The cast is amazing. And it's just, I, I, I don't understand why anybody would hate this movie. I can understand why it's not, it wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, I like the movie, but it's not my favorite. I can get that from people. I just don't understand the hate on for this movie because to me, it's perfect. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like uh, I, I agree with both of you. Like this is, uh, this is such a lovely movie. I, I swear I saw it once in my youth, but coming back to it now as an adult, like I just had the best time watching it, and like. I feel like this is going to be one of those quintessential bad day movies where it's like, oh man, today sucks. I'm going to throw out Josie and the Pussycats and be happy about life again. Uh, Because it's just like, uh, I just love the the comedy stylings of it. I love the kind of like goofy, wacky nature, but it's also got like this nice heartfelt message. It's not like punching down. And uh, it's just, uh, it ages a lot better than a lot of movies from that time period. So I think uh, if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for put the chevy to the... no wait don't put the chevy to the levee. I, <laughs> I... This,
2: this movie is it this movie is jerkin this
0: movie jerkin! is jerkin uh which is uh, was that ever a thing was that a joke for the movie or was that a was that a slang term of the time I think period so.
2: it's it's just like in mean girls where it's like that's so fetch that's so fetch like stop trying to make fetch happen it's no, not going to happen. happen that was
0: jerking fetch <laughs> yeah. guys that's going to be my new thing jerking <laughs> fetch <laughs> so thank you both for joining us where can we
1: find more of your lovely presences on the internet sam um you can fo- you can follow me uh, i'm very active on instagram i'm at sam on the radio um you can follow my uh, what I think are very fun daily um, life stuff. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm really good at telling my own self. <laughs> I speak words good. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and you can uh, Alex and I also run an Instagram for our garage sale finds. We're really avid garage sale people on the weekend and um we like to post our finds we also like to sell things through there as well so you can find us there at um our saturdays on instagram
0: nice nice.
1: any any other places for you alex
2: uh my my personal instagram account like at aj pattison p-a-t-t-e-s-o-n
1: uh we're pretty awesome people if you haven't figured that out in the last hour and a half We're uh, we're pretty
0: cool they are pretty cool, they are the coolest <laughs> the coolest, and they did not subliminally message me to say that it's all from the heart
2: <laughs> it's all from the heart screw
1: subliminal, I need people to know it out loud it needs to be liminal, tell it to me straight
2: <laughs> yes. Sam and Alex are jerking, don't forget that. Yeah,
1: jerking,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are jerking <laughs> <laughs> if you like this podcast and you would like to rate us five stars on iTunes, you would be jerkin' forever. Uh, please do that if you had the time. You can also tweet us at MPodcastM. I know there are a few of you who constantly DM me different KJ Appa pics, and he seems like he's living his best life and he's very happy, so thank you for that. And then uh, you can also email us at milkshakesandmosas at gmail.com. And if you liked our theme song, that was by Dax Schaefer and Annalise Nelson, who are also known as the Zaxel Nyad, and you can find them on their website. And they do amazing work, and they guarantee that we have at least one good minute of podcasting every week. So thank you, and as always, blame the CW. Bye!